This episode of the Student Spotlight is brought to you by Nextdoor Real Estate Professionals. Jesus Christ, <laughs> man. Holy crap. I know. How far are you willing to go with these Dude, things? I'm about to just like make up a company's name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this episode is sponsored by Joe's. Joe's Crab No, Shack. just Joe's. You, just you know those places where it's just like a name, apostrophe S? Joe's. Or like Mo's? Ezekiel's. Or... okay well next door real estate professionals why do we love them david because the professionals and they're also quite literally next door because they exist within your community that's right your community solely okay i have a question for you okay would you rather buy a house assuming that you have the capabilities to do so would you rather buy it from a company that is house headquarters wise in some faraway distant land that you cannot pronounce the name of, mm-hmm. otherwise known as like Chicago or, or New York. San, Fran- I don't know. San, or San Francisco. Francisco. How do you even pronounce that? Yeah, <laughs> like freaking, it's not even our language. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, I'm just kidding. But um, um, would you rather buy a house from them? Would you rather buy a house that's literally next door to you, living in the same community and live within the same 50 mile radius that you are planning to buy your house which would you choose i mean i guess the second option okay it would have been been very awkward if she said the first (laughs) we'd probably be like and that's our episode that should be that should be a part of like the u.s citizenship test (laughs) (laughs) that exact question (laughs) but would you want to buy from next door real estate and the answer should always be yes because there is no better way to buy a house than this from the same people and the same place that you buy your house from and also you should only buy chocolate dipped apples from only one location what location the, the chocolate dipper oh <laughs> indeed what, what was your alternate location huh say it i was gonna make my own okay then what was it my house uh, all right yeah, uh, new announcement cal has now <laughs> cal has now created his own business of chocolate dipped apples uh that are infinitely inferior to the ones that they sell at the chocolate <laughs> dipper i'm so sorry that's the, just the truth man <sighs> It's it right. stings. I understand. I know. I know. It's okay. I but get um, it. I get it. Yeah, they sell fantastic, and and not just fantastic products, but they're a fundraising corporation. Oh yeah. Institution, no less. Institution. That provides an outlet for people, for organizations, for students like us. Students, boy. To raise money for their own endeavors. We honestly, the podcast should do a a, a chocolate dipped apple fundraiser to buy. Um, what do we what what do we need to buy? We need to buy more microphones. No, we're loaded, man. With what? <laughs> <laughs> with these four mics <laughs> and wooden creaky table. We're loaded with <laughs> happiness. Wow. No, I was kidding. That's but, what's important. Um, something else that's loaded with happiness, and that's every single slice of that comes out of the little oven at Little Oven Pizza. The little ovens. The little ovens. They have multiple now. They have multiple ovens. Yeah. And, that's and, how you and know yeah. you're serious about pizza. Like I said in previous episodes, it's the small things that counts. It's the it's the freshly shredded pizza. Uh, <laughs> shredded <laughs> pizza. Right. Yeah. Freshly shredded cheese that's locally sourced that's lo- locally uh locally uh, yeah locally sourced they call them like their purveyors right S- sj gold mm. right um yeah they like like they shave it right on the pizza right in front of you they give it to you in like a plate which i guess is not necessarily yeah. exclusive to the little <laughs> oven but it's just the way they hand you the plate um and also one thing that i haven't mentioned yet they're cashiers and their employees there oh they're yeah also the like yeah these I don't know, like, when, when they have a lot of energy, when the people who serve you have a lot of energy, you reciprocate that, right? Like and it when makes they the come food in, taste like, better. Y- yeah, it makes the food taste better, indeed. That's true. Like, I'm sure we've all had a scenario where, like, the server was just out of it, and it's just... It's the worst. Yeah, and they don't make just, eye contact with you, and it's just <laughs> like, come on, man. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you're not talking I'm to a human money. being. Like, I want my food from a human being, you know? Unless it's, it's from, like, a kiosk at McDonald's. And preferably know. a human being from Merced, California. Right. Oh, yeah. Exactly. And that's why you get a little oven pizza. Yep. I can't think of a better place. And I, with that, 
Today was rather long in terms of sponsorships, but it was yeah, worth it. We're a minute, we're a minute long, but what but can we say? With that being said, I think it's about time to get on with another episode of the Student Spotlight. Hey everybody, we are back at again with another episode of the David and Cal Show, and today we have a new guest. Just kidding, we do not have a new guest we today. We have a reoccurring. We have guest. a returning guest. Wow, returning guest, and I, I will test all of our audiences to guess who this person is and guess which episode she came from. I, I guess just with like, say zucchini and see if they can recognize your voice. Zucchini. Literally in the sponsorship, you said her name. That's true. Did I? Yeah, you're like blank. We. Did you do did blah, blah, blah? Dang. Well, um, I encourage you to forget everything that you heard <laughs> in the last um, four minutes. I think, I think this is also an apology episode. Oh, yes, it is. So let's you know apologize, I think, David. I think, I, think, I think this is my oh. apology for, for Kate here. Oh, by the way, this is Kate Coleman. Uh, yeah, hi. <laughs> Where are we I'm back. <laughs> yeah, uh, this is Kate. She's a senior. Oh, uh, I'm, I'm stealing words from your mouth again, but go ahead. I'm a senior at Merced High. I don't know what else to say. You play tennis? Oh, yeah, I play tennis. You're a genius. Maybe. <laughs> your father's a professor. Yeah, that's true. Um, I'm in academic decathlon. I'm in book club, science club, junior state of America, all those fun things. Nice. Uh, do you have any siblings? Yes. I have one sibling who is six. So you had to think about yeah, that for no, a second. He just turned six uh, in November. Oh, okay. Nice. What was I going to say? Well, it was my turn for, to apologize because... Oh, yes. Apology. That's last, what we were doing. The last episode that we did was about vocational schools. Uh, versus like colleges and yeah. just like that whole argument over again we've, we've talked ranted. about it multiple times yeah. but unfortunately at least the way we structured the David and Cal show in season 2 um, it was like we, we were going <clears> for <throat> topics instead of the guests which sometimes alluded to me speaking a little bit too much and in this case it wasn't a little bit too much it was it was just a much I would say it was 90 you <laughs> yeah I, five, I, I look five. back I look back on the audio files and c- you can just see me in like a long string of audio for like 30 minutes and and really that did not do Kate the favor that did not do our audience the favor because the point of bringing on a guest is not for he- you to hear my annoying voice talk about vocational schools for 30 minutes it's meant us to, to hear their enjoy annoying voice yes. <laughs> and, and <laughs> <laughs> talking about <laughs> yeah and, and it's meant to celebrate the the guests' individuality, their talents, their concerns. Yep. And I get that I'm kind of repeating that right now because I've been talking for like the past four minutes straight. So that's why I'm not going to stop. I'm going to stop talking about myself. I get, well, not really myself, but... Just stop talking, David. All right, Kate. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> right. No, okay. So we wanted to ask you... Um, well, we actually want to repeat this because the personality test, I just kind of want to start with that and yeah. see okay. where... And I really like the idea us. of... Um, yeah, the doing it, the, like yeah, every single student spotlight. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's like a, it's like a little segment. It is, it is, and there's just it, so much conversation can spark about the personality test. Right, uh, and it's from 16personalities.com, mm-hmm. right? Um, that website. What is your personality? And not the not the letters, the the, the name. Okay, all right, the logistician. Logistician. I'll pull that up. I'll pull that up. Um, and just from your, um, from your uh experience, do you think that kind of defines you? Like, if I were to call you a logistician, would you disagree with me? I mean, it's hard to define someone in just one word. So that's uh-huh. why I think the code really does the personality a lot more justice. Well, yeah. But um, I mean, I guess, yeah, to a certain degree, that fits. Okay. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read some of this. And the moment you hear something that disagrees with your identity or your per, um, uh, vision of who you are, okay, then yeah. just say it. Ready? So okay. the lo- logistician personality type is thought to be the most... Okay, that doesn't matter. But um, the defining characteristics is integrity, practical logic, and tireless dedication to duty... Uh, 
make logisticians a vital core to many families, as well as organizations that uphold traditions, rules, and standards such as law offices, regulatory bodies, and military. Do you want to, be, do you want to go into the military? No, I don't. <laughs> Why not? Um, I don't know. I just want to do something else. Like, I don't think I would, I would work well in a military setting just because, like, all that pressure. Mm. And, um, you know, yeah, I don't really want to fight in wars. <laughs> I don't know. Point. Yeah, I, yeah, think, fighting, I think, yeah, I mean, yeah, there's, <laughs> there's a practical sense of, like, not joining the military. There's moral sense, religious sense. And, and I think, I don't think I want to fight in a war. Yeah, that's yeah. a, that's a very, that's, that's very simple, non-refutable answer is that I just don't <laughs> want to fight in a war, right? So you don't want to fight in a war, but what do you want to do? Um, well, I want to fight in a guerrilla war. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm right right now. I'm thinking of majoring in statistics, and um, as far as that goes, I don't really know exactly what I want to do. But that's part of the appeal of statistics, whereas I feel like it's really applicable to a lot of different fields. But um, right now, I'm really interested in things like epidemiology and biostatistics specifically. Mm-hmm. Sick, dude. Okay, so that means the coronavirus. That's your expertise. No, <laughs> uh, so wait, just to clarify, epidemiologists like study the the the, the science of rapidly spreading diseases yeah, and yeah. epidemics, right? Okay. Um, why is that? Why 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 is this epidemiology? Um, I just realized, like, why is that? Like, why do diseases <laughs> spread across the world? No, I was kidding. But um, yeah, like, what about epidemiology? Like entices you i don't know i think it's just really cool the way that you can apply like math essentially to um solve these really huge complicated problems and i mean that's essentially what things like epidemiology and like climate change and stuff are is they're these like huge convoluted like just giant problems that have thousands of variables in some sense and um so i don't know why i guess epidemiology specifically as opposed to other things that have to deal with with that Mm -hmm. but um yeah, no, I just really think it's a cool problem to tackle as an intellectual challenge. But it um, epidemiology does allow you to help people, you know, in a way that some other well, yeah, professions I mean, don't. It, it probably is the fastest way to save lives, probably, because you're saving <laughs> the millions. Most lives, yeah. you're, you're saving millions at one go. I'm interested in origin a lot of times when we do uh, our student spotlight, because I always, I'm curious, like, where did this come from? Where did this motivation? We want to hear these inspirations, yes. Do you have an idea where that origin came from? Because for me, I got really, you know the movie um, uh, Outbreak? It has. No, it no has I don't. <laughs> I, uh, I'm sorry, David. I Usually, I know these. I know movies, movie but I, I don't know that movie. Yeah, out of everyone, if I were to say any like movie name, the most likely person to say I know that is probably Cal. Har- me and Harley, actually. Oh yeah, and Harley. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I'm just curious. Like, where did that get, like trace back across your long, long life so far? Um. Where did that stem from? I, mean, I just want to like experimental, personal experimental uses. Yeah. Well, I used to really want to be a toxicologist. Which is what? <laughs> okay, I just don't. How did that happen? And like, how? Long oh, like, yeah, I feel like this is gonna be like a long, like, road okay. of like. <laughs> okay, well, um, so this was like a little bit before sixth grade, I think. I was watching a Nova documentary with my dad about these people who like studied poisons and like poisonous animals mm. and how to like combat the combat those with um, medicine and science. And I thought that was just super fascinating. And so I remember googling like what that like a person who did that what yeah. would they be called and that was a toxicologist and so for a while i wanted to do that and then i took ap statistics last year with miss shelburne who was fantastic and i miss her a lot but um that sort of opened my eyes to sort of a broader you know range like instead of just focusing my efforts on like maybe finding the cure for like one specific poison or something i can use statistics to like expand that out into like a worldwide sort of thing mm-hmm. so that's yeah. pretty sick. Yeah, yeah, very. Um, 
so you said epidemiology was one of them. What are the other ones? Well, I mean, that sort of, and like public health or biostatistics, which I don't actually know a lot about, like, personally, but it is sort of just like more specific in that it deals with like functions of the body, sort of, like, sti- uh-huh. statistically. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, I see, I, I, I'm sensing a theme here, mm-hmm. which is obviously bio-related. Mm-hmm. Um, so as a biological subject as a whole, why did you approach that over, for instance, you know, gender studies? No, I'm just kidding. But, like, you, you get what I'm saying. Like, why biology? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think it's just much more interesting because you're really dealing with people in that sense in a way that, like, economics or something like that. I mean, while it is, like, dealing with people, it's just sort of not as cool <laughs> to me, at least. And um, so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've always known that I wanted to be a scientist, like, one way or another. And so, yeah, it just sort of seemed like a good way to do that. Yeah. yeah. So, I, I, the way you describe people, though, like, in terms of dealing with people... Um, it's not necessarily like dealing with people like oh no not face to face it's yeah. like dealing with the human them as like a as, as, like a, as, a, as an organism right yeah interesting um Cal I'm gonna I'm gonna name a few strengths and weaknesses and obviously this does not apply to you Kate but mm-hmm. I'm just curious to see which ones of these do you agree with I mean okay. can you elaborate on any of these so logistician strengths honest and direct strong willed and dutiful very, very responsible, responsible. Mm-hmm. calm and practical Create and enforce order and the jacks of all trades. Jack of all trades is kind of a generous term. <laughs> I mean, okay. I do a lot of things, but I don't know if, if I'm necessarily like an expert sort of at a bunch of things. And there was one other one that sounded, oh yeah, calm and practical. So mm. I would definitely say I'm practical, but um, I try my best to remain calm a lot. Dude, you're pretty calm. I remember really? me and you played uh, in that tournament. Oh yeah. And she had her poker face on the entire time. Like, I'm someone who just immediately shows my emotions. (laughs) And I was looking at Kate, I'm like, she isn't showing one bit of weakness this entire time. Just just poker Uh fist. Well, maybe okay. maybe in comparison to me, everyone's calm. <laughs> Let's just say that. Yeah, that's that's very true. Or or you're like good at disguising, perhaps. Disguising yeah, I think emotion. that would be a better way to describe it. Like, I think I can yeah. appear calm, or mm. like you know, do things as if I'm calm, but sort of on the inside, I'm just. But you're like, just dying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And um, uh, yeah. Here's an easy example to, for me to corroborate. Very responsible. For instance, yesterday, um, both Kate and I are both presidents of mm-hmm. various clubs. Yeah. And um, there was a president's meeting, which by its name itself suggests that it's required by all presidents to go to. Um, I didn't go because I was recording a podcast with you, Kel. <laughs> <Great>. um, <laughs> um, but Kate went and, and obviously, uh, you know, her reason was like, yes, it's the right thing to do because, you know, we're presidents and we have mm-hmm. a duty to do that. Um, I just had a, a very disillusioned view of that meeting, which I think was partly uh, – supported by the fact that not many stuff was talked about during the no, i'm just kidding no but um, <laughs> um but yes no she is very responsible and um you know it's actually really interesting because of the 16 personalities i feel like for every club or at school like for students it'd be I- interesting to like pull the uh personality types of all the officers at like oh, clubs because yeah. it would make sense to have like a variety a right? fun statistical yeah we should use this as right? a study and maybe like treasurers are a certain type and secretaries are a certain type, vice presidents are a certain type, presidents are certain types. And dude, that is a good hard. idea. Yeah, yeah, that might be a cool... Uh, dude, honestly, this is a perfect time for me and Cal to maybe discuss like future ideas of the show. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> that's half, what we, half of Student Spotlight is just us Well, just half of, of every ideas. single one of our episodes. Yeah, like I know, this. Yeah. But um, you know, you know how like some talk show hosts like do like remotes? They're called remotes. You know what I'm talking about? 
remotes? What? It's like instead of being at the talk show studio, they go outside oh. and like on Hollywood Boulevard yeah. or like. And, oh and they go yeah, 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 yeah. We could do a podcast like that. Dude, we should. We just take our mics. I don't know how portable they are. Yeah, I don't. How do we get? We we we'll make it work. We'll make it Expect work. Expect in the future. Think, uh, let's yes. talk about weaknesses too. Oh okay, because we're so, always talking about oh positives. <laughs> uh, are you stubborn? To an extent, yeah. Uh, yeah. Insensitive. And, and this is, while not intentionally harsh, a lot of decisions often hurt more sensitive types' feelings. I, don't I think know that's that true means. for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I guess so. I mean, I think, yeah, yeah, I would say that I would agree with that. Always buy the book. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm someone who's just like not yeah, on you, the book you, you at buy all. The, you buy like the iPad tablet, I don't know, something, <laughs> something else. Uh, judgmental? Maybe, yeah. I'm judgmental. <laughs> it's like he, he's That's like looking at me, it's like this guy. <laughs> his hair is out of place. Uh, often unresponsible. Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait often what? unreasonably. Un- sorry, unreasonably blame themselves. So they oh. often unreasonably blame yeah. themselves. Yeah, okay, I see I how that's worded so. now. Yes, mm-hmm. I can also corroborate that in that last year's decathlon. Even though it was almost guaranteed that we'd win, Kate was like, "Oh my god! Oh my god! We were! Oh my god! We were gonna lose! Oh my that's, god!" I did not say that. Sorry. Yes, I am paraphrasing a little bit. It was more like. Oh my god! I was sitting tensely in the car and just not speaking. No, because like, yeah, no. I asked you like, we're gonna win this year, right? And you're like, oh my god, don't say that. Oh my god, oh. uh, Well, yeah, you shouldn't say that. It hasn't happened. So you're superstitious. No, no. (laughs) Another weakness. (laughs) We have a uh, correlation here. Both you guys have parents who are professors, correct? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, I'm. I'm curious about that. Yeah, I want to know from both of you because I mean, I obviously don't have a parent who's a professor, but how has that affected your life? Has it, you know what I mean? Like, what, what, what influence has your parents being a professor uh-huh. had on you? You know what I mean? Yeah, I think it's had a huge influence, you know? And I think I'm really lucky because, especially my dad, um, helped me out a lot with the college admissions process. And that, and sort of like he's a scientist, or he's a chemist, like a computational chemist. And so he really pushed me to do things that were sciencey or techy or had to do with um, computers. And so I would definitely say he's had a huge hand mm-hmm. in, in sort of where I'm going. And um, yeah, I think I'm really lucky for that. Mm-hmm. What about your mom? My mom's an advisor for the School of Engineering, so um, she does really know like the ins and outs, at least of the UC system, and that's yeah. also really helpful when applying to colleges. So, so yeah. has college always been like the goal for you? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah um, for me, it's like, for my parents, I know what I don't want to do, and I have like this theory, and I think you can test it on um, your little brother Marcus, but um, <laughs> I think when it comes to siblings, at least maybe parents as well, but I think every sibling. I think there's like a definite niche, like a, like a pool of talents slash passions slash interests um, slash tendencies. It's like a pool, right? That's like mm-hmm. predetermined by your parents in terms of what they're good at, what they've, you know, uphold in the household. Yeah. It's like a pool, right? So, so it's, like a, it's like a poker chip pot. Okay. Right? And every single time a child is born <laughs> from that family, <laughs> they take a portion of that pot and they become that kind of person and blah, 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 blah. So... Um, with that theory, it would make sense for each sibling to kind of develop their own passions, their own tendencies. Like one may be extroverted, the next one will be introverted. And one may love math, the other will tend to art. Um, I can easily make an example where, um, I have a friend who uh, works at a lab and she is like a very, you know, hard driven, computational, very, very, you know, almost like a logistician almost. Um, and she, but she also loves art, loves dance, um, and really, even though she works in a lab and works in a science department, she's actually a very artful person and loves to express. Yeah. While her brother works at NASA and is a very hard 
core, comp also differently computational, where he is just for the numbers, by the numbers, in the numbers. Yeah. Um, and you can see where some, some places overlap, right? But at the end mm -hmm. of the day, they're completely different people and compl with completely different interests in life. Yeah, I, I only have one thing against that theory is, have you guys heard of the Rowan brothers? Rowan brothers. Oh, no. wait. You mean like who live here? Yes. Yeah. They There's like 15 of them and they're all dentists. <laughs> <laughs> Every single one of them are dentists well, okay, and they're all becoming so dentists. There is a way. Okay. I, and I don't know these people, so I can't speak yeah, yeah, for yeah. them. But I think... Obviously, you can't overcome because there are families of like all doctors, right? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but I think you can overcome certain because I feel like some people maybe could have been something else other than dentists. I know, but yeah. It's like competing forces, right? Yeah, like yeah, maybe yeah. that compared to family tradition, which overtook that because at the end of the day, your family's going to pay for dentist school. And true. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. So, true, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm curious with you and your brother, Cal. Yeah. Do you think that's true? Well, most definitely because my brother is someone who is just the opposite of me. That's what everyone has told me my entire life. We're like two completely different people in every single way. He's introverted. I'm extroverted. He's like a number guy. He just loves numbers and he doesn't like art. Like he barely listens to music. He has, does nothing art related and I love art. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like so so far everything you've described to me is like literally like antonyms to yes, you. Yes, <laughs> so, uh, and he, he sells Bitcoin for a living and he's Whoa. actually making a good living from selling Bitcoin. And oh, I'm, that's why he works kind of graveyard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he just he'll uh, what he's a security guard and he works like a part time security guard job time mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. He puts all the money he makes from that straight into his Bitcoin account and then he trades for like twelve hours straight, just day Whoa. trades. And uh, obviously, I'm on the completely opposite spectrum of that. I'm gonna be like moving all the way across the world and pursuing a career in media production, which I'd say is That's completely really cool. different. Yeah, but neither of my parents. None, my, my mom isn't a bitcoin trader and my dad isn't a bitcoin <laughs> trader yeah well perhaps like not like that kind of niche because <laughs> obviously it's gonna be a it's very such a, it's such a weird specialized niche. yeah 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 but uh-huh i but think like, i think yeah, my family is a weird case it's just uh -huh. well obviously every family is gonna be unique and i don't think it, i don't think it, i think it extends out further than just your uh immediate family i think your extended oh, yeah, family absolutely. also plays yeah. a big influence my uncle is the only reason why i'm even in media production mm -hmm. i was influenced by him you know being a director of a show so right obviously Marcus is young yeah but can you see some of that dynamic developing oh yeah for sure for sure I mean when I was really young my parents always said that I was very like you know I would sit nicely and quietly and I do my homework and that sort of thing and Marcus is not like that okay, yeah. at all like um, we can't really go to restaurants because he like gets really restless but um, he's really artsy like he fills up like all these notebooks with drawings and stuff like that and mm -hmm. I think that's really cool Especially since I'm not very artsy myself. Yeah, let's talk about art. I feel like I don't want to miss out on that. I feel like... Uh, oh, yeah. So, um, what music do you listen to? Oh, the Beatles and Broadway albums. Those oh, two specific Oh, yeah, you do, you do like Broadway, right? Yeah. Yes, explain your love for Broadway and uh, how that came about. Well, um, I used to do theater when I was younger. Uh, Playhouse Merced? Yeah, Playhouse okay, Merced. Okay, awesome. Yeah. It started when, like, with their summer camps. Um, I think my very first play, I was a Dalmatian, 101 Dalmatians, okay, and awesome. I was, like, five. <laughs> and um, so I was involved at Playhouse for, like, a while. I took classes, and I was in junior company for, like, three years. That did two um, shows a year. One would be a play, and one would be a musical, and it was really fun. But um, eventually, you know, as I got older, my lack of talent sort of caught up with oh, me. Okay. And, you know, I um, started doing other things more seriously. But I think it sort of came from that because I was very familiar with, like, the different shows and, like, popular things like Les Mis or Phantom of the Opera and yeah. stuff like that. And then, um, 
you know, after that, especially after getting involved on social media, mm-hmm. um, it's really easy to like access all sorts of people who are also really into Broadway or like will post yeah. clips or, you know, actors, that sort of thing. And so, I don't know, I just really enjoy the music and I like that it, they all sort of have a story th- to go along with them. And I know that a lot of songs like do sort of have a story, but not in the same way that like a show does. Yeah. Do you think everyone should be involved in Broadway or at least plays in general? Like, do you think that's like a necessary uh, aspect of everyone that yeah, they should enjoy? I mean, yeah. necessary is kind of a strong word. Like, I don't know if it's a necessity, but um, yeah, no, I think it's it's definitely something that people should explore more. Yeah, the thing about plays is people just don't let themselves like it. Yeah. Like, it's just, dude, just like I made that mistake. <laughs> dude, just like, like it. it. No, you, they are like, they're made for someone to like it. All right. Yeah. I mean, that's m- like most art in general. Mm-hmm. But they're so good. And I remember I, I like I fell victim to not letting myself like it when I went to the New York and DC trip. Remember that? Dude, yeah, oh, that, yeah. That, you know, that's my first and last Broadway Wait, were you play. there? Yeah, I was there. <laughs> yes, great. I'd forgot that Yeah, it was uh, Matilda, right? Yeah. Yes, Matilda. I was like sitting there just like, this sucks. Oh my gosh. The but entire time. Do you remember like your thought process? Because I thought it wasn't cool. I'm being honest with you. I was <laughs> okay. so yeah, unself-aware. No, I was such an idiot. And then uh, like five years later, now I go to plays all the time and I love the... Uh, the, I know I just love Broadway yeah. now, and I hated it. I thought it was the dumbest thing. Yeah. Mm. This so topic of group hate keeps think, coming up. We we talk <gasps> about group hate. That's my example of group hate. Oh, really? So yes. plays you don't that's like plays because not necessarily. But I love like plays now. Yeah. But I used to just uh, I used to hate on them. Yeah, yeah. Um, and see, I don't. Uh, so the the, t- the idea that someone's like not artsy, so to speak, like for instance, you say that you're not artsy. Is that necessary because you've never like found? Um proficiency at it or is it just simply because you were never exposed to it i mean i feel like i was definitely exposed to it and like you know i took piano lessons for like seven years or something like that and i Uh was pretty good at that but um yeah i i don't know i've always preferred like math (laughs) and science and like statistics obviously to to things like drawing or photography or painting or something you know those could be ways to express yourself also of course you don't want to just be like oh yeah 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 no um but I don't know. I think art, just naturally, like imagine if we were to flip our schools where every day, sixth period, you were required, and instead math, science, English were like electives. Imagine you were required to take a theater, band, uh, paint slash art draw. I would love that. Um, and let's say, what's another art category that's unused? Drama, let's say. Um, like you were required for those. And I get it realistically because I know the world spins around science, math, and, you know, because those are your jobs mm-hmm. and careers, right? But like, Let's pretend for a moment that schools were like that. How different would students come out of? Because is it really like compatibility? Because like I noticed one thing specifically is that when it comes to these personalities that they've mentioned, it never mentions like what kind of subjects you'd be uh yeah you'd be uh pr- um preferred to yeah, yeah namely yeah. because I believe that subjects by themselves as a whole as a pure whole are not like y- you know I think Molly said that last time we're just like oh for math. You know, it's like analytical and all that. It's like, well, art can be analytical. Oh, yeah, Music can be very analytical yeah. if you yeah, want to get into yeah, it. Yeah. Um, and same thing that art can be um, artful. <laughs> Math can be artful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know, you, you've seen like the, um, do, do you know what the, do you know what God's thumbprint looks like? Not like literally, but like, you know the term? No. No. It's, um, it's the, uh, it's a fractal. It's a very specific fractal in that. Oh, wait, it's that like. It's Fermat's. Ah, okay. Fermat's uh, fractal, I think. I mean, l- let me just double check. Um, I can't find it. Um, I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> oh, wait, okay. Fingerprint. Sorry for our listeners, but this is a very important thing I must show everyone. 
Yes. It's so for those who do not know. Um, uh, okay, that's not God's fingerprint. Oh, fractal. Sorry. Uh, well, see, so yeah, fractals are basically like repeating. Uh, there we go. It's, it's this thing. Oh, Mandelbrot. I am so sorry. I'm. Oh wait, I no, that's not what I was thinking of. The Mandelbrot set. Okay. And what's crazy is that it looks like that, right? And uh-huh. and the actual math behind it is like, so you see those different shades. It's like how quickly does it approach infinity? Oh, based off that number. Yeah, 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 yeah. So if it's black, it never approaches infinity. It's uh-huh. finite, right? Um, and if you zoom in, to like like if you zoom into that, this pattern repeats. So this is like zoomed in like a hundred times, for instance. Yeah, it's, it goes on for. And infinity, you can zoom yeah. in, and you can like all those black parts are the Wait, same. Wait, is the resolution design. of that picture really that? Is there like a downloadable one? That's yeah, so you can zoom in infinitely. There, this is an infinite set. Oh, really? And I'll show you after this episode, but it's super cool. So, um, that's a beautiful piece of art, and it's based off this one. It's based off this one equation right here. Um, I'll write it down. It's that. This produces that. I know, Whoa. it's super weird. Art. That's, um, cool. that's art right there. I know, yeah. it is It is art. So that's what I'm saying when it comes to like, subjects. It's not necessarily based off your personality or your like companions. Like, I, I could have totally became an artist if, for instance, somehow down my life. I don't know. But, um, you were obviously in a play in fifth grade. <laughs> <laughs> I was in a play. Yes. Little Red Riding Hood, right? Yes, I was a wolf. You told me about I this. was a wolf. <laughs> and I remember we did an <laughs> alien amazing. play as well. We, we did an alien play. Uh, I did. A, I thought we did a rock play, but you weren't there yet. No, I wasn't. You were in a... I was in somewhere in Utah. Utah, Utah yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, and we did an alien play. I was Gamma, so there was Alpha, Beta, oh, Gamma. <laughs> so I got the third part. Dude, that's um, pretty good. Yeah, um, I don't know. So I guess another aspect, the Beatles. Um, mm-hmm. Well, actually, I want to talk about one aspect of your life that you've talked to me about, which is how close your family is. And I think that's a big deal. Well, at least, okay, so like you mentioned, for instance, that you guys pl- play like this guitar hero. Oh, yeah. Okay, so like yeah. explain that real quick, for instance. Okay, well, um, we haven't actually done it for like the last year or so, but um, every Christmas Eve when um, parts of my extended family would come over to our house to stay over, yeah. we would stay up super late playing Beatles rock band. And we all got really good at it to the point where it sort of got like, it was competitive, obviously, but... Um, it was almost like painful for me because I was the drummer and so it was just me like hitting the drum set as fast as I possibly could and it was really fun yeah like I don't know what else (laughs) to say about it (laughs) yeah so it's like it's like my family does not do anything like that and I think there is a sort of crucial threshold of like family interaction that you kind of need like for instance um does your family all sit together um when you eat dinner most nights we try to most nights yeah, my f- I haven't eaten dinner with my family. We all like sat down in probably like three years. Three years. Whoa. Yeah, like for me, it's like a big deal in our family. But we like sometimes, especially since like everyone has gotten a phone now, mm-hmm. it's difficult. Like we try to say, okay, phones out, dinner time. You know, you try not. Yeah, to, but, yeah. But sometimes we're just staring at it. We're eating, and it's like this eerie silence over the table. Um, and I'm curious uh, about the influence of that. Yeah. What. What qualities do people develop if they have, like, a really tight-knit relationship with their family versus mm-hmm. one where it's kind of just laid back? Yeah. Would you describe your family as being tight-knit? I mean, I think, like, when I hear other people say that their families are tight-knit, I don't really, like, I'm not like, oh, so, like, my family. Like, that's not really my instant uh-huh. reaction. So, I mean, but I wouldn't say that we're not. I don't uh-huh. know. Like, I feel like we're yeah. pretty, like, Down the average. Yeah. 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 Well, obviously, you have limitations having both parents working at the UC, mm-hmm. right? Um, same thing with mine, like... Um, you know, the scheduling obviously is limited, right? Mm-hmm. But like, it's not like you guys are intentionally avoiding each oh, other, yeah, right? No. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm curious because uh, I think families, and it's so cool. Like I've, I've heard 
descriptions of like Italians, like their culture. Yeah. It's like hardcore where like <laughs> like dinner time was people yes. were talking, laughing and everything. Like it's it's and it, really the food isn't for the food. And that's I think we talked about portions as well. Oh yes, my we god, did. everything's like I know. We talked about like portions in America. Mm-hmm. Like really in in Italy and that's why I so really want to visit Italy. It's like the portions and the size doesn't really matter. You're there, you're there not even really to eat. Like dinner and meals aren't the purpose. Is mm-hmm. different. Ours is to maintain sustenance and 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 survive with food. I guess. I don't know <laughs> but for in Italy, meals are there for collaboration to, yep. to sit down together. You can snack all day, however you want, stuff like that. But you have to be there for dinner. But dinner is for family and for communication. That's a very interesting way to put it. That's a very interesting way to put it. And um, I guess with that, yeah. that pretty much wraps up. Let's wrap time it up. That, oh, wow. Time that, that was fast. Ha- yeah, I know. It was super fast. That was 32 minutes. Oh, yeah. We have, like, yeah, we have like three minutes left, and then we're out of here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's tough. But um, with that, thank you, Kate, for coming on. Yeah, um, okay, yeah of course. Fun to have you. Um, and it was finally glad to hear you speak <laughs> over me. <laughs> My bad. But, um, but yeah, with that, uh, pretty please, much. Please stop people from getting diseases. Okay. Yes. Hopefully we can make that happen. Um, I'll try. Crunch some more numbers and statistics. I don't know how else <laughs> you would apply statistics. <laughs> two um, plus two equals cure for Ebola. Perhaps. That Although right. right now <laughs> I would prefer a cure for a uh, coronavirus. Both. I think they're working on that actually. I would hope they yeah, are. Yeah. Jesus Christ! Like if they weren't, I'm gonna have a vaccine for it in like the next six months or something. Oh, okay. Ooh, so that's bad. something to look forward to. And with that, <laughs> <laughs> with that, let's get um not no not let's get on um. We'll see you guys in the next episode of The Student Spotlight.